Hi, Billy. How's it going? Alright, so far by yourself. Pretty dang good. I'm definitely glad. Anything, uh, anything cool been going on for you that you want to share later? Yeah, there has been some, some pretty cool and awesome things that I want to talk about, actually. Good. Intro. Uh, sounds good. <laughs> Billy and Billy's baseball. Oh yeah. Uh, so Billy, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Yes. For one, my brother is getting married this next weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, so super exciting. I know I haven't said anything or mentioned it at all in any previous episodes. So <laughs> or even personally. Like, What's that? Or like even just like personally uh, aside from the podcast. <laughs> I know. I just like, for some reason... It just, like, was all happening, and it was, like, such a part of my life that I thought that it was, like, I thought that I had, like, talked about it, but I realized, like, dude, I haven't even talked about my brother's wedding, so kind of a shock to probably everyone on the podcast and to you, but, yeah, my brother's getting married next weekend, so. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, had some fun, fun adventures. I have a send it segment that we haven't done a send it segment in a lot of like maybe three months probably i don't know it's been a long time like that i stopped keeping count yeah it's been it's been a lot of months but uh yeah so i have one of those and then i think you have some great um book club segments and a couple of other things that you wanted to talk about so let's jump right into those billy are you okay with that yes all right book club book club yeah, boy. <laughs> I think that's my favorite reaction, is when you say the yeah, boy. Good, I try to make it a good reaction as opposed to a really awful one. <laughs> okay, so I have, uh, I, I, got, I got two this time, okay. So one of them is um, like one of my like most like remembered books that I remember reading from many years ago. It's called Fahrenheit 451. Uh, I'm assuming that you have uh, read this before. Yeah, we read that in, um, I think it was like Mr. S- Mrs. Sanders and M- Mr. Mills. We like combined those classes and that was the book. There was like a bunch of different groups that they had people read read books and that was the book that my group read. Mm-hmm. I think that, I don't know if it was the same for you, but at least for me, I'm pretty sure that what happened was uh, it was actually like the graphic version with like lots of pictures and not as many like words, but you'd still get the same overall picture as far as I can remember. Although, yeah, it's been a while since my my memory might not be fully accurate on that. So um, I bought it like quite a few years ago and just uh, because I figured, well, I remembered enjoying seeing that so i would go back and actually read the proper longer version and when i say longer it's only like 158 pages long so it's not very long compared to many other books i've read in more recent times but uh overall i thought that it was still a very enjoyable book i was actually kind of surprised to like like i remembered a lot of like little details from the book uh just 
in general, uh, not only because I've watched the the two movies, uh, Fahrenheit 451 as well, but I remembered like many small details or lines, and it turns out that a lot of those lines are actually pretty representative of a lot of those scenes and not much more. I realized what I just said might make absolutely no sense to uh, anyone because I don't know what I just said, but um, <laughs> okay, okay, here's what I mean. A lot of the the scenes in the book of like what happens is pretty like bare bones like certain events happen in the book like a character gets introduced and they just go away for a while and then they only come back when they're really irrelevant like there's this character named Clarice McClellan who shows up like at the very beginning of the book and like changes Guy Montag the main character's uh, point of view towards it i mean like she's not the only thing but she's definitely a major part of that and then she like dies or something like completely off well i I don't know how to say it exactly like off well screen isn't the right word since there's no screen it's just a book but it's like it's an event that isn't described at all and i just feel like it's really weird how that just happens and then she goes away so it, it's just kind of things like that that they don't go into as much detail. There are some like plot elements that they do go into detail about, which is definitely quite good. Um, but it, it was a lot shorter than I really remember it being. And I feel like usually I don't like say this, but I feel like it could have been better by being quite a bit longer just because I'm uh, even though I don't necessarily like reading like as like really long books that take like 10, 12 hours to read. I do kind of like it when there's a little bit more substance, and uh, I guess if Ray Bradbury was still alive and I could somehow critique him personally, I would just be like, hey, yo, dog, can you make it a little longer, Home Slice? And then I'll be like, this is a good book, but I I feel like it should be longer. I mean, I wouldn't say those exact things, but, like, you get the general idea. Yeah. So, uh, was there anything you wanted to know besides what I said there, or do you want to just want me to go on to the next book or something like that? No, I actually, I really enjoyed Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451 when I read it. And I, like I said, that was like, what, probably like eight years ago now? Almost ten years ago. Holy cow. Something like that, yeah. it's It's been a while. That's probably why I didn't remember how short it was. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and even the graphic one, I think it was only like 100 or so pages. So the regular one was like 50 pages longer, which is kind of crazy that that's not that. I feel like that's not that many more. Yeah, I guess when you're comparing it to like uh, just a whole bunch of like words on a page compared to like various pictures and such, it feels like it should be a little bit longer. I don't know. That, that, that's just yeah. my thoughts on it oh yeah no, I totally agree um, I will say this too so just on the on the um, topic so the Fahrenheit 451 that's when that's the temperature that paper starts burning right Billy uh, something like that yeah I mean the actual like it isn't a hundred percent like that like depending on what the like book pages are made of exactly it can vary by a bit but that's supposed to be it or at least like around that general number yeah um and that's really interesting and kind of integral and even into the story 
as you read it, you kind of realize more and more that it's just kind of like the, it's a lot like, it reminds me kind of of uh, Animal Farm. Do you remember that? Or, um, I do, no, but not what's very that? Much. Not Animal Farm. I'm thinking of 1984. The other one. What's that? 1984. Yeah, 1984. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, that's a little bit closer, both in the fact that it has numbers in the title and <laughs> some same plot. I realize I didn't explain the plot of Fahrenheit 451. Um, there's a character named Guy Montag. He's a firefighter, but in these this uh, world, uh, firefighters uh, don't really bite them. They uh, they make fires to burn books and stuff. Um, and then he like learns to uh, not do that. Really, that's that's the super basic part of the story. Yeah, which is kind of it's kind of an interesting because you know you think about that with the title, it's like Fahrenheit four fifty one, and that's like literally it turns from like burning them to like learning them instead kind of Ooh, that right that's pretty yeah cool. that's why i said it billy i don't it's not like most accurate thing but like it's <laughs> it rhymes so it's perfect that's yeah. podcast baby heck yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay yeah but uh i think that that pretty much wraps up my thoughts about i think just a good read and an easy read so if you guys want to check it out uh thrift books <laughs> thrift books that's enough said. Enough said. So, Billy, let's move on to your next to your next book then. Okay, the next one I had read, I actually read this one first, like before Fahrenheit 451. More recently, I just didn't want to do it in that exact order, just not for any particular reason, really. Um, the next one I want to talk about is one. It's called uh, the Time of Contempt. It's part of the Witcher series, which I've mentioned in a fair amount of detail. Uh, I was talking about like the game, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, uh, and the Netflix series I might have mentioned, and then also just the other books I've been reading in the series. Um, I finished reading it a few days ago, and um, unfortunately I didn't quite like it as much as I hoped I would. Like there are some definitely important things that happen. So like if you're reading the story, or like if you're trying to uh, go through it. It is pretty important, but unfortunately, I didn't like it as much as I liked some of the other ones. Um, basically, it amounts to the fact that, well, some of it is I just wasn't exactly like keeping track of all the characters since they keep adding quite a few more, and it's a little hard to keep track of all of them. At least for me, uh, that might not be as much of an issue for other people, but in my case, it is which isn't entirely the book's fault by any means. It's just a me kind of thing. But uh, one of the things I didn't like about it, I had mentioned um, in the first and second, or okay, I don't think I actually mentioned it like in the first book of the series uh, about there being some like more sexist like parts of it that not a whole lot of people talked about, but you can like find specific passages that like show something like that not suggesting that the author is that or anything like that because i don't know if it's the author or if it has to do with the translation or something like that because he's a uh, polish and he doesn't or at least not from the interview that i had seen he doesn't speak english so i don't know if it's him or if it's one of the translators and it's not even like one translator for like all the books it's various ones 
So I don't know if that's the case or not, or if something got missed along the way or something like that. But um, whereas in the third book of the series, Blood of Elves, there like wasn't anything like that compared to the first two. Unfortunately, this one has more of that. And it's not just like in a passing by, like just something happens or something is described in an unpleasant way. It's like actual like plot elements that happen. Like, um, I don't want to go into like major spoilers or anything like that. So I'll just mention one thing towards the end without mentioning any real character names. Uh, there is a character who gets uh, saved from a uh, from an enemy group uh, at the towards the end of the book, and it's it's like a group of six, I think, that saves her. So what happens is one of the characters like tries to take advantage of her in the nighttime but then another one of the six stops them from doing that and then they continue off of where the first one had left off and it's really weird and i don't know what exactly i'm supposed to take from that but it's just stuff like that that is just really not pleasant to read and i wouldn't really like the story itself isn't bad it's just like elements like that are really confusing and unneeded so that's why i didn't like it compared to the to the prior one at least just because it had that and just other kind of things like that if that makes sense yeah so what i'm hearing is that there was just kind of like some unnecessary details you felt like that were like kind of necessary for the plot point but not like, yeah it, it just it's the most, not the most pleasant to read right and i mean even if i'm enjoying enjoying the rest of the like the series or the the rest of the book like if i have to if i like know that kind of stuff is happening or something like that then it's just not something that i really want to continue with and i'm trying to like finish reading the remaining four books in the series to see if it like gets better or like see like why exactly that's being written about like that like like i said i don't know if it's the translator or the original author or what but it's just uh it's not quite where i hoped it would go in the writing style but hopefully the other ones will be better i only read a cut read a couple pages of the next book in the series so maybe that'll be better i really don't know yet yeah um billy that's kind of too bad when especially when it's a really really good book series mm-hmm. um, I feel like in, in the book series that I've been reading it's kind of doing similar things where um, in some ways and I understand it's character development in, in order for the characters to be more realistic then they, they do have to get they are becoming romantically involved but there's some things that some details that I'm like, I really don't need to know that. <laughs> I don't know why you wrote about that. Like, like I, I didn't sign up for a romance novel. I signed up for a good book. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not implying that romance novels can't be good books. It just means that they right, aren't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just means that they aren't. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I lost the, uh, the moral halfway through there. That was that was funny. Um, oh good, <laughs> that cracks me up. 
Uh, no. So, otherwise, I, other than that, though, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And I, I've told a couple of people, actually, I'm like, man, I'm so grateful for the podcast because it's really helped me to read more books again. And, um, that's something that I wanted and wanted to get back into, but I just wasn't really, it wasn't really doing, not that I wasn't able to, but just that I wasn't doing it. Yeah, it's mainly just to catch up with me. So you're, it's it's like peer pressure, but I'm not actively telling you to do it. <laughs> Something uh, like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was all I really had to say about that. Was there anything you wanted to ask about that specific one, or do you just want to move on to um, what what you want to talk about? No, I um, I can't really think of of anything to to ask about I think we had a I think we both had some good um, good things to say about both of your books I think so yeah awesome okay well Billy I we're gonna talk about now the send it segment and I don't think if we have an intro for it so maybe do you want to do an intro for the Sunday segment? Um, I'm gonna have to think about that one for a while because I want to make a new voice for it, but I don't want to just keep using the same one I've been using the past, uh, like the, the entire spooky spaghetti one. So it, give me until next time, I'll think of something. <laughs> okay, okay, um, okay. So Sunday segment. I went to a ski resort called Brian Head last, well, not last Saturday. It was literally like two days ago on Saturday. And man, it was so fun. It's the second time I've ever been skiing. And the first time was with Eliza and her family around New Year's. And so that was really fun. But, um, yeah, so we just went, it was me and my friend Kira Hermes, and um, anyways, so we went, and I actually ran into my other friend, Emmy Schaefer, and her friend, Ben, <laughs> and her other friend, Casey, and so we all kind of hung out and went down the slopes together um so it was it was just a lot of fun like we went down a couple of different really cool stuff like there's a a black diamond slope that was like uh it was kind of like a backcountry type like just kind of shuffled down um kind of step down sideways on the edge of your skis so you kind of dig into the to the snow and so it's a little bit more stable until you get to the the spot where you where you want to launch and then you just kind of go so i did that and that was super fun and um it, we went into the section called the bowl and that was so that was super fun and I had never done anything like that before. And so I was kind of sketched out, but it worked out and it was super fun. I just, like, I know I've said that 
20 times now probably that it was super fun but I mean just picturing it even in my mind I'm like holy cow I almost can't believe I did that but it was so fun it was so awesome and uh yeah that just we hit a couple features which in like skiing um and snowboarding a feature is just kind of like a jump or a rail or anything like that and so we there was like a couple of jumps that had been made and I had a couple of jumps there was a specific run that as we went down you kind of just there was like four different jumps that that I had found as we went down and like it was just so much fun to go through them all and um yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a really good time. There was one time I I sent it off this jump and literally it was like I was like five feet in the air and I was like, whoo! And at the when you land, like as soon as you land, you have to turn, otherwise you run into like a tree. Oh no! <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. So I like was up really high and like got really close to the tree and ended up kind of bailing on my butt and so yeah but it was okay it was it was good I only had one um, crash the whole day where like I lost a ski but um, did you get it back no I did yeah it wasn't like it was very far away I was like right next to me but okay um, yeah (laughs) Um, it was a good day and I actually was thinking about this so I I was wearing sunglasses it was really hot actually especially for skiing um, so we were we were uh, doing that I, all I had on was like a t-shirt and a windbreaker like a really really thin windbreaker um, shorts and I had like for waterproofness I had a um, pair of my my high school basketball warm-up pants that were just kind of like kind of waterproof material but um, yeah and so I was like dressed really really light especially for skiing you know you'd think like snow and you're like would be freezing but um, the sun was just beating so hard and I got so, so sunburned. That is a problem. I know. I know, Billy. I kid you not. I was like, I was like, man, I really took living like Larry to a whole new level. Oh, that's all right. Just, just like, I was completely red. Um, but I thought about it. I was like, man, you know, that was really silly of me because it would cost like probably like $5 to get some sunscreen right and then on top of that it would take me probably about five minutes to put it on and so five dollars or five minutes of of my time and I could prevent myself from and my my future self from having cancer you know (laughs) Uh, I would greatly lower the chances just by spending five dollars or five minutes and in the future it would cost thousands and thousands of dollars 
and months and months of my time, like the rest of my life, fighting it, you know? Well, you know what? It, it'll make a good podcast stories, and that is priceless. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, do you think that Thrift Books would sponsor us if one of us got cancer? I uh, I really don't think that's going to be the main concern. <laughs> that is probably not something that I should joke about, but I thought it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's my send it, and then... Um, wait, wait, what was the moral of that story? Yeah, we always told... Don't be afraid to try new things. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, sorry, I, I got lost halfway through. No, yeah, you may you may fall in love with it. Like, I fell in love with skiing, and, like, it's just so fun and so cool. But, yeah, so that's, that's the moral. Uh, don't be afraid to try new things. They may surprise you. So, that okay. sounds like a fortune cookie, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Did, did you just steal a fortune cookie and then, like, base your whole story around that? <laughs> um, let's not let's not talk about it, Billy. Okay, let's I'm sorry. Let's not talk about my sources, okay? <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, yeah. Should we do the space fact of the day? Uh, sure, then uh, I think we can talk about that thing that I was mentioning to you a little bit ago uh, after that fact thing. Yeah, for sure. Oh, good. All right, here we go. Space fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're actually going to talk about the uh, Ingenuity rover again. Um, fun. Well, I guess it's a helicopter on Mars. And um, so apparently they're going to do their very first flight is going to be on the 14th now. And so, um, I don't know, I'm really excited. Um, because they're they're just waiting, um, but this is gonna be the the first time that we ever have like a really good uh, bird's eye perspective. Not only will it be good for the Doom games, <laughs> but it will be really <laughs> but it will be really good for um, any other like exploration and mapping of Mars and data collection and um you know it it will honestly give us a better better idea of what's going on 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 the surface of mars um but so far they've they've done a really really good job and it hasn't had any problems so that's good to hear yeah i'm really excited yeah, Billy, let's move on. Let's move on to Austin's Space Facts of the Day. Okay, so... Actually, okay, one more thing, just so I don't have to ask about this later. What what was the Doom thing you were talking about? Well, um, so... I thought that the, in Doom, the gateway to hell is, like, on Mars. Oh, okay. Am I wrong about that? No, I'm pretty sure you're right. I mean, there are various games, and I think that they do different interpretations. But I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. 
So I just thought it would be good for, for the you know creators of Doom. They could get even more accurate gameplay. Yeah, when they inevitably listen to this and think about that, they're like, oh, I guess we were right. <laughs> they'll hear about it somehow, Billy. Yeah, they'll hear about <laughs> what you were talking about through us, not through, you know, the people who made it. Yeah, you're probably right. I hope so. <laughs> Okay, okay, so uh, the thing that I was thinking about talking about is something that probably not a lot of people are going to be caring about much, but uh, at the same time, I, I'm part of the podcast and uh, I, I, I do what I want. So uh, here's what I was going to talk about, and I think you'll understand a slight amount of this. And, and if I lose you at some point, if you just don't understand, just let me know and I will add several minutes of context because uh some of this is not going to make any sense to anyone all right are you ready yes okay so recently the ben 10 reboot i think it was done in like 2016 had just ended like on the 11th so what happened was um in order to like celebrate i guess is the right word for it the uh, ending of the series uh there were three well okay there was one like movie length um thing going on and then there was uh three like extended hour long or i guess 44 minute episodes because usually they're like 11 minute episodes um well two 11 minute ones so it would take up half an hour after advertisements and all that but um there were three 44 minute episodes of uh the ben 10 reboot that uh, would like finish off the series because apparently like Warner Media, the people who are like like involved with the series are not sure what they're doing with it, so they can't really go forward with their plans for a while. Um, not even just in that show, but I think with other stuff. But uh, anyway, they got three new episodes out that just came back a little bit ago, uh, at least for English-speaking audiences. I think that one of them was released in Turkey quite a while ago, like earlier or later february uh not not really relevant to anyone unless you happen to watch it uh when it aired <laughs> there you watch turkish television right in that case then you might get a little bit of a kick out of it but otherwise probably not so the episodes were um the the first one was called ben 10,010 which is this like uh continuation based on a previous part because there's the the original continuity and the reboot continuity and uh, this one was a continuation of uh, an idea in the first series of uh, it just called Ben 10 and uh, there's an episode called Ben 10,000 where it's Ben 10 who can transform into different aliens in the show like his future self um that the past version of him gets access to for an episode and what happens is this one like takes a new approach to that where it's uh like a post well not not post-apocalyptic but like the city's like all in ruins uh gwen tennyson is the president of the of the united states and there's like a wizard uh the clown uh the man gorilla hybrid character uh, as part of her like department of justice or something like that and there's this alien hive mind robot thing going around just like destroying cities and such around the country and it's this really cool like alternate look on 
stuff that could happen in the future for uh, for the characters. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's necessarily canon of like if they're going to end up that way because the the continuity is really confusing in regards to like future past stuff that happens. But um, I think it's really cool how they like brought in like a past element to the previous show and uh, use that as like a baseline of what they were going to make their story off of. I know they did that a little bit with some earlier episodes, but not quite as like major compared to uh, those ones. I felt like that was a pretty cool thing to do if you like actually watched any of the previous show, which if you didn't, then you're not going to know anything of what's going on necessarily, or like you're not going to get the references and most of the listeners probably aren't going to have a single clue what I'm talking about. Um, but that's that, that's okay. That'll just influence them to look it up or they just won't and they're just going to be confused for the rest of this time period. But uh, regardless <laughs> of if they're confused or not, um, I, I'm pretty sure I talked about Ben 10 in a previous episode in more detail of like what it is. Uh, a quick yes. Wikipedia search will uh, do it too if you don't want to listen to all of our episodes, which I recommend that you do, but that's uh, slightly separate. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just advertising for the podcast during a podcast episode. Maybe not my uh, best place to put my advertisements, but still. Um, the second episode... Yeah. yeah, I think so. The The second episode of the three is called Ben Gen 10, which is a... Uh, it's a crossover with another show called Generator Rex. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, since I'm pretty sure I haven't talked about this, I'll actually go into a little bit of detail. It's made by a man of action, the same company behind uh, the original Ben 10 series, or at least like the first few iterations of it. So um, it's about a, uh, like this meteor or something hits the world and like infects most living things with uh, something called Evos, which will like, sometimes transform characters into uh, like mutations like based on technology and there's one character named Rex Salazar who's able to uh, control the nanites in his body that's what they're called that uh, get these like technology parts to people they're not exactly like cyborgs exactly I mean there are like similarities definitely but they're not quite the same thing so um, he can control them like other characters really can't so uh this is not a like it's kind of weird because there was actually already a crossover back when the show was airing back in like 2011 or 2012 but uh this one like doesn't act like that exists it's really weird and it's not (laughs) even in the same continuity either so it's like the reboot is already different continuity but so is the Generator Rex, like, characters that appear. Like, they're not part of the main story in the main show or even the initial crossover. So it's kind of weird to see that, like, not really make any difference. It's like, it's like the people act as if they the first one never happened, which is really unusual because I'm sure that was, like, one of the inspirations of why they even made the crossover there to begin with. I don't know, just a weird thing that I noticed. Um... Like, uh, like in the original one, for example, there's a new alien Ben unlocks called Shock Squatch, which is like an electric uh, Sasquatch alien. And there's like no mention of that at all. There are 
there's like nothing to like connect them at all, both in story and thematically. So I thought that was kind of a weird thing and a bit of a missed opportunity. It's also weird because the uh, Rex doesn't know how to use his like nanites correctly. So like he'll try to make this like robot sword thing, but he can't do it because he's not experienced with it. And he only uses that sword uh, for like the rest of the episode. Like he barely uses any other ones except for like towards the very end of it. I felt like they could have just used more of his weapons because he can like use his hands to like make giant fists or he can use his legs into these like uh, really high jumping mechanisms or mm. like a jetpack for his back and they just don't use that much if at all. So I felt like that was a little bit of a missed opportunity but overall it was still pretty enjoyable. And then uh, the last episode which I think was like my favorite in terms of what they included was that uh, it's called alien extinction basically in the original continuity there's an alien that Bennett can transform into called alien x uh, which is a celestial sapien is called in the show and it's he can essentially do anything he's like the ben 10 equivalent to god basically like there it's not an exact parallel but um it's the closest kind of comparison that you can really make and so there's one of those that is in that world that just suddenly appears out of literally out of nowhere. And so uh, the Ben 10 of the reboot and then the previous four continuity Ben's, like one from the classic series Alien Force, Ultimate Alien, and Omniverse, all show up at various points to, um, to uh, fight with them. Because, like, Ben on his own can't do it, and neither can the other characters around. So they all have to, like, team up against him. So they can, like, save the Omniverse, which is just, like, a combination of various multiversal um, scenarios of, like, all the different characters of, like, all what they do. I don't know if I said any of that, like, in a way that makes sense to anybody. <laughs> it's it just basically all the different continuities, uh, like joining forces to stop them from uh, getting destroyed basically. So uh, it's kind of weird because in the original... So it's kind of like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is what you're saying. Yes, except uh, uh, I don't know if it's as good as Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse because it's very good. I, I like the episode but uh, it had some missed opportunities like uh, for example Alien X in the original show, like I said, he can do pretty much anything but he has to uh, have his two personalities agree with him. Otherwise, they, he can't do whatever he wants to do. So um, in the in the Alien Extinction episode, that's just not mentioned at all. Like, there's no acknowledgement of that. He can just do pretty much whatever he wants. But despite that fact, he doesn't really do whatever he wants exactly. Like, he will still get hurt by the characters, even though he could just make it so he's inv invulnerable to pain because that's something Alien X could do in the original show but just doesn't here and there's no reason why he should be defeated by any character unless it was another Alien X or something like that which is not something that happens um, there was another like a couple missed opportunities they could have done like uh, the various bends that appear in the episode 
they usually only transform into one or two aliens each, even when each of the series adds like a dozen or so aliens within the show's time period. Like, uh, for example, Alien Force Ben only turns into two of them, uh, Chromastone and Big Chill, which uh, Chromastone is one of my favorites, so I'm just glad they had him in at all. And uh, he was like one of the most transformed ones, so I'm definitely uh, satisfied at that from a personal level because I was really happy to see him after he was only in Omniverse for like a grand total of maybe a minute out of the entire 80 episodes that there were. So um, that was definitely good, but there's like maybe 10 or so other ones he could have transformed into. The classic series one only transforms into one character, even though there are several other ones that weren't in the reboot at all. The uh, Ultimate Alien and Omniverse ones only transform into one each, but they keep transforming into the same one instead of using different ones, which is not something that uh, then would really do he would transform to other aliens to solve his problems it's just it, it's weird there's also another character named professor paradox who does go through time travel and various alternate universes like and you'd think he would appear and like try to help them but he just doesn't he's not mentioned at all and i feel like that was also a missed opportunity because there's no reason for him to be gone um, I don't know. It's just things that only I and like no listeners will ever really uh, care about. But it's just something that I felt like I wanted to talk about, just because I don't know. The Ben Ten Our series podcast, is, and we can talk about anything. Yeah, that's right. No one has any control except us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we are the alien X of our own podcast. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> It is important to me because Ben 10 is a show I think about a lot and it's something that I like uh, just think about during my regular work day of like, you know, this scene in this series was pretty cool or something like that. Um, or I really like this voice acting moment or something like that. And it, it was cool to uh, see those kind of references to a show I really liked watching in the past. It's just I didn't feel like they could have lived up to its full potential of what episode it could have been. Um, I don't know. That's just it's just important to me, so I wanted to talk about it. So that's really all I uh, all I need as an explanation of why I want to talk about it. And I guess that's that's my send it segment. Is uh, even if literally nobody else will care or understand what you're talking about, as long as you care about that, that's mostly what matters. Yeah, yeah. that'll do for a good moral. Yeah, that's a good one, Billy. I think so. <laughs> Well, do you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just can't <laughs> well, think of anything that... else, so uh, I'm just going to end it there. <laughs> yeah. With that, this is Ben and Billy's.